Trading update. Tricky summer market so name of the game is trade as little as possible and only buy stuff that looks strong. Summer markets are typically low volume so you tend to get silly moves up and silly moves down and by the autumn you'll find very little will have moved. Sells first. I decided it was time for a bit of a clean out. Greatland Gold had to go pretty quickly as they seemed to be struggling and kept coming back to 20p. With 19p being a support area it looked too likely to break beneath it so quick for the same price I brought. Well it was worth a try. It's currently down to around 17p so I'd be tempted to maybe buy back if it falls to a silly price. Purple Bricks had to go at 81.5p. It's done very little since buying and with a crappy summer market I don't see it doing much for the minute. Avacta was banked at 255 for a roughly 35% profit. Which turned out to be timely as it fell for no apparent reason to 168 at one point. Currently sitting around the 190 area so if it falls again I might be tempted to buy back as I can see no fundamental reason for it to fall. It seems to have a pattern of rising 200%, then falling half as much before the next big rise so we'll be watching closely. On to buys. I brought Expediator for 67p. It's a logistics firm which is a red-hot sector at the moment. Demand is through the roof and the profits are rolling in during the first half which is traditionally their weakest time of the year. Profits are expected to come in around 8.5 meters so with a market cap of 100 meters they look cheap. Demand is likely to rocket even higher in the second half so I sniff an ahead of expectations statement in the future. I brought back into ThinkSmart at 71p. If you remember I very reluctantly sold this a while back as it just wasn't willing to move higher, even though the valuation is crazily low. I think most of the weakness was on nervousness around government legislation but I don't see that as affecting the BNPL market much at all, and indeed it's still a red-hot sector. After falling to around 60p it's since been quietly rising and it looks strong and still crazily undervalued so worth a punt. Last buy was Mercia Asset Management. They invest in startup companies, develop them and often float them on the stock market. They own lots of businesses that have great futures and generate lots of profit and cash. The last statement had cash at around 50 odd million and 38 meters of profit. With a market cap of 150 million this looks too cheap. Imagine you're a multi-millionaire and want to buy a company. You could pick this up for 150 meters, get 50 meters back straight away and the 38 meters of profit. In the same year you brought it. So it's only cost you 62 meters. The next year you're in clear profit. That's way too cheap so I grab some at 33p. Patience may be needed but valuation always wins out in the end. Gattaca had yet another roar up on news the owner brought a quarter of a million pounds worth of shares at 253. Do I smell a takeover here? The owner currently has 25% of the shares so to buy more after such a big rise is significant. I was originally going to sell around 280 to 290 but will hold on now and may even buy more if there's a big enough sell-off. Some inevitable tree shaking going on so we'll see if an opportunity arises. Elsewhere the portfolio does well. It's going to be slow as thin volumes in the summer always lead to very little happening and markets are in a sideways churning phase anyway. Range bound is the name of the game for indexes. The road to Dunkirk. It's happening all over again. House prices are surging, first-time buyers are frantically trying to get on the housing ladder and equity releases back with a vengeance. It will carry on and get more intense. And then blow up. As it does roughly every 18 years. Thinking of taking that equity out by borrowing against it. Do up the house. Go on a few holidays. Keep up with the Joneses. You might want to let the Joneses get on with it. The last time this happened was under Gordon Brown's chancellorship as the economy came out of the 2001 mid-cycle recession. 
In the wake of the bursting of the tech bubble stock markets collapsed into a three-year bear market but the housing market barely flinched. With government incentives house prices were soon rising strongly. The buy-to-let market was deliberated stoked up by government incentives and house prices, which had already been rising since the latter 90s, took off. It was all deliberate. The idea was, the government didn't want to use its money to bail out the economy so. Get homeowners to do it. As house prices took off people would borrow to remove their equity and go on a spending binge, pulling the economy out of recession. Yes, Joe Bloggs bailed out the UK economy after 2002. He was warned it would all blow up and the next full-cycle recession would be far worse but he ignored it. House prices soared both in the UK and the US, along with Spain, ironically in the main from British buyers, until 2008 when it all blew up. Northern Rock, Bose all collapsed, individuals were left with high debts, falling house prices and job losses. Where are we now? Coming out of what would have been a mid-cycle recession anyway, exacerbated by the pandemic, house prices once again have remained strong. And now, with deliberate government stimulus, they are growing at a strong clip. The intention? To get Joe Bloggs to once again bail out the economy and save the government money, they're saddled with vast debts anyway and they need the economy to sort of try and claw back taxation. As house prices rocket so people will borrow against it and spend. As property continues to rise and incomes fail to keep up so banks will lend more to first-time buyers to keep the market rising. It happens every time. Going all the way back to the 18th century. House builders hold land banks but build on them at a deliberately slow pace in order to keep properties rising along with land. The current infrastructure plans will send land prices soaring even more, both here and in the US, bringing in speculators. Eventually gazumping returns, people flip properties and homeowners no longer see their property as a home but as a cash point or a speculative asset. And then the crash comes. Worse still the government will use your pension to fund the infrastructure bill, fuel up property prices to crazy levels and bring about the crash that kills the economy and kills jobs. Yes the government is looking into allowing company pensions into which you are obliged to pay, defined contribution pensions, to invest in a dedicated infrastructure fund or funds. Think this is a good idea? Think again. These sort of investments are highly illiquid and the pension funds have already pulled the fast one that they are expensive to invest in. Which means the government will relax the limits on the amount pensions can charge. I can guarantee that over time those charges will be be far in excess of what the funds cost. What will happen? As above, the infrastructure spending will send up land prices to even crazier levels, in turn sending property prices to crazier levels. The pensions will sink money into the funds so the government doesn't have to. You will in effect fuel a speculative land-slash-property frenzy. People will borrow against the rocketing equity in their houses. Banks will lend. First-time buyers will stretch their inadequate incomes even more. Then the cycle will crash as it always does. Pensions will make not a penny on those infrastructure funds. They will crash because construction always crashes, and brutally, at that point in the cycle. Worse still the funds will be incredibly illiquid so even if the pensions wanted to sell they won't be able to. So, along with the stock market crash and the property crash pension funds will also be exposed to the construction crash. In the wider economy governments and central banks will be literally swamped as the dollar tanks. They will have added to all of this a pension crisis. People will not only lose their houses as they lose jobs they will find their now expensive pensions are worth a fraction of what they were, if they will be worth anything at all. It's why I took my company, frozen anyway, pension into my own control and avoided paying into a defined contribution pension. You have no control over what that pension invests in and they charge you for the privilege. And because of that you are at risk of being swindled by your so-called democratic government. So why, you ask, 
Do governments and central banks completely ignore this land cycle? Well it's because they are presently enraptured by John Maynard Keynes. Keynes has influenced government thinking since the 1930s depression. Simplified, he said that to escape depression governments should spend when individuals cannot or will not. In the present age of flat prices, stagnating wages and one deep depression after another governments more than ever see Keynes's economic theory as their savior. However Keynes had one fatal flaw. He completed ignored land prices as having any effect whatsoever on the modern economy. He saw it as confined to the agricultural age. He believed capital, in the form of equipment or especially financial capital, had replaced land as the major influencer on the economy. In 1925 he pronounced the land problem no longer existed. This the year U.S. wage earners buried their life savings into the Florida wastelands, diverting that money from investment in jobs and productivity, only to lose all of it in 1929. Keynes's theory was that as savings were accumulated and converted into capital, interest payments to savers would decline to very low levels. But what he completely ignored was while income would decline on man-made capital, capital gains on the sale of land would roar upwards in response to those interest rate declines. An unattractive yield on capital must be accompanied by sharp rises on the sale of land. It's this fatal flaw that causes these endless booms and busts. All of this is a long way off. For the next few years the good times will roll. In fact it's possible 2023 could see the stock market roar as well as property prices because at that point in the cycle it would be the vertical takeoff point. But you would need to be very wary by then. Most likely 2024-2025 is when the market will buckle, the trough being 2026. The collapse this time could be the worst in history. Let's say crypto currently in a bear market, recovers and soars again into an even bigger bubble than the one just ended. Then crashes. Along with the bursting of another housing slash land bubble. Along with what might then be a stock market bubble. Along with the total collapse of the dollar as a global reserve currency due to the US unable to meet the interest on its staggering debts. All of it blowing up at the same time. And your pension exposed directly to the construction collapse as well in turn triggering a simultaneous pension crisis. Turns your blood to ice. Yet it could be the short of the century if you see it coming. And if you avoid using that equity and instead get rid of the mortgage and stay safe. This is truly scary stuff. Please take note of this update and don't get caught up in the boom that's coming. Stay safe. Think of what happens when it blows up. Everyday stuff. Forget horror films, the above has scared me to death. A Quiet Place 21 or The Ring 42 can never terrify me as much as that analysis, but anyway in between I try to live a life. Clarkson's farm on Amazon is brilliant. Why does it work where the Grand Tour doesn't? Because you just get a cameraman to film Clarkson doing something and let him get on with it. You don't need a ridiculous budget. Clarkson is no fool though. Buys a thousand acres of prime Cotswold land when it's cheap, paid for by Amazon from the Grand Tour, then turns it into something profitable, paid for by Amazon who film him turning it into something profitable. Then gets hundreds of thousands of people to pack the village roads queuing up to buy stuff from his farm shop in the hope of catching a glimpse of him. Then, my guess, when land prices get to silly levels and he gets fed up of all the attention he'll sell it for a fortune and go somewhere quiet. Job done. As planned we went to the Cotswolds, nowhere near Clarkson's bit, and as expected it was lovely and quiet. With everybody flocking to the coast and with no foreign tourists we took the gamble that the Cotswolds would be empty. And so it was. Great day out in Broadway and lovely meal at a country pub. Meal a bit expensive mind but to be expected. While we were there a couple did a runner. Did we witness a very clever scam? We sat outside and off to one side were a middle-aged couple with a dog. To the other side of us were a small group of cyclists. 
very loud and they started doing some silly measuring thing with their arms against the wall and you thought oh Christ just sit down for Christ's sake. Then, as they were heading off the waitress comes out and asks where the elderly couple went. We looked around and hey presto they'd gone. Without paying the bill. Was this a clever distraction ploy? Or did they just take advantage? Watched Brian Cox's adventures in time and space. As ever fascinating stuff. Why though does he always send me to sleep? That calm, soothing tone just makes me nod off every time. I'm just about to hear how the universe will end and the next second I'm snoring my head off. This has to be the most rewound program on TV. Anyway, who needs fame? The universe will expand relentlessly until all the stars will burn out, all the light will disappear and even black holes evaporate. The universe will then become a photon bath. Nothing except photons and eventually even these will stretch out into nothing. You have to love Brian Cox though. He explains this with a broad grin and then says there's no point people wanting fame and building statues to themselves saying they did this or that because ultimately it will all end in a photon bath. So now I drive everybody in the house crazy by saying I don't care about anything because it will all end in a photon bath. You haven't washed up your coffee cup. I don't care because it will end in a photon bath. The car won't start. Doesn't matter. It will all end in a photon bath. You forgot to take the sausage out of the freezer. Photon bath. You didn't wash the towels. Photon bath. The bath is leaking. Photon bath. What's the best thing about playing a donkey's years old Monopoly Empire board game? Seeing which companies have since gone bust, been taken over or were originally small and not worth much and are now huge. Next update Sunday 11th July.